Okay, so welcome to Urbonus podcast. I'm the host Donatas Urbonus and I am joined by my colleague from Italy, uh, Orazio Kauki. Orazio, uh, EuroLeague team starting the preparation stage, so show me your excitement about the upcoming EuroLeague season. <laughs> yeah, the season uh, the season is on the way now. Even uh, even in Italy, we're starting to prepare for the season. Uh, Milano is about to start. Virtus already started too. They made some official official introductions. Uh, in the weekend, there's going to be the official introduction of Nico Mannion for Virtus Bologna. So yeah, season is on the way, man. Yeah, and since the early teams are hitting the floor for the first practices, some of them are still on the market looking to add for for some uh, additions. And on this part, we uh, today with Verratio, we will run through the biggest EuroLeague team needs, or let's say the biggest remaining moves by the EuroLeague clubs. So let's start one by one. Uh, what do you want to discuss uh, in the beginning? Which team do you think uh, has, let's say, not the most complicated, uh, but let's say they are really still very busy uh, on the market. Yeah, uh, I believe that you know to start there is definitely Barcelona that is still considering the market because they are looking for this number three, number four guy uh, for uh, for that position. Yasikevicius has been, let's say, pretty clear that he wants to add another player in that in that position. Uh, they've been looking at several candidates, but of course their situation financially is not exactly great. So they they cannot spend huge money. Um, they looked at the situation of uh, of Gabriel Deck, but of course it's it's really complicated because his ACB rights are still held by by Real Madrid. So it, it, it would be a very very difficult negotiation with them. Uh, as of right now, I think their their number one target is Nigel Hayes. Uh, there were rumors about him potentially go to to Monaco, but uh, I believe that especially after Moteyuna's signing with with Monaco, I think that now Barcelona is a much stronger option for him right now. But yeah, they're definitely looking for that number three, number four guy that can play. Uh, multiple positions, and uh, I think that Yasikevicius uh, would would really like the opportunity of adding uh, Nigel Hayes. Uh, even the player, I heard he would be very interested in joining the team. But of course, you have to find a common ground in in the negotiation. And for Barcelona, of course, is not uh, a particular easy moment financially speaking. Yeah, there there were some reports that uh, Nigel Hayes actually signed uh, with Monaco, but uh, from what I've been told, they, Nigel was never close to signing with Monaco. He had an offer, uh, but as far as I'm I'm hearing uh, that uh, Hayes to Barcelona is more or less a done deal. At least a few of my sources confirmed that it's kind of you know clear that Nigel Hayes will join forces uh, with Shoulders and Sukavjus again. Uh, because they worked together uh, in Jargadis two seasons uh, ago. And uh, it's going to be either a one-year deal or uh, one plus one, something like that. So technically, I think that Nigel Hayes is a Barcelona player at the moment. Although Gabriel Deck, you know, it would be a huge steal for, for, for Barcelona. Either, I, I think it was never likely of him, you know, joining the team, but you can imagine all these players transferring from Madrid to Barca or, or you know, vice versa. 
Gabriel deck would be, you know, the, the biggest bomb in Spain. But yeah, Nigel Hayes is much cheaper uh, option. And it's the player which Shona Sisukavichus knows uh, very well. And in, in, in my eyes, uh, he's going to be a great replacement for Adam Hanga. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we, we can go uh, with the next team, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... Uh, I want to talk uh, a bit about uh, CSK Moscow situation. Mm -hmm. And I feel that uh, there should have been some updates on Kevin Pango's uh, situation. Because if you remember, we talked that uh, Memphis Grizzlies was always that team which was mentioned as like the most likely destination uh, for Kevin Pango's in the NBA. Uh, I'm hearing that maybe there are some other uh, potential destinations for Kevin as well, like, uh, for example, Cleveland Cavaliers. But many sources mentioned that Memphis was that team which was waiting, uh, at least Kevin was waiting uh, for that team. But the thing is that there was a huge game changer. Memphis made some trades. Uh, they had Rajon Rondo, uh, also Pat uh, Beverly, who was uh, traded again. But uh, right now, uh, at the current situation, they have Jamarant, Rajon Rondo, and also Tyus Jones on their point guard uh, position. So... Uh, from what I hear and from what we obviously can see, I'm not sure if there's enough space for Kevin in, in Memphis. And I'm, I'm, I think that uh, guaranteed deal option is gone right now. And at this moment, I would say that it's more likely that Pangos will go to CSK. Uh, meanwhile, uh, CSK is not in a hurry to sign a guard. For example, if Kevin is still waiting for an NBA deal, uh, they're willing to wait and even... It might took till the uh, NBA training camp start because, uh, as you mentioned, uh, they have Daniel Hackett, Alexis Schwedt, Ife Lundberg, Marius Gruanis on their backcourt. So I think that they kind of have a privilege, you know, to wait for the best, uh, you know, uh, available uh, guard from the NBA market if uh, something will happen with Kevin Pangos. Yeah, uh, as you said, you know, they're not in a rush because at the end of the day, they're pretty much covered with their backcourt, especially after the addition of, of Schwed. Uh, sure, they, they will still love to, to have him because when you have the opportunity to sign a player like Pangos, it's, it's something that you always want to consider. Uh, but as of right now, there is no rush. Uh, also, because I, I think that the player is still... Um, you know, he's still considering the, the NBA as, as his number one priority. But of course, his options uh, are much more limited right now because of the situation in Memphis. Uh, we will see if, uh, of course, other NBA teams might decide to make like a real offer, which, which would need to be guaranteed. I, I don't know how many of the contracts he might, he might receive uh by the end of the training camps in the nba uh in the european market uh, i think that you know last week also there were some rumors about him potentially going to to partisan belgrade uh as far as our uh, as far as far as i know uh i checked with a couple of sources close to the club and so far they always denied that they are going to sign him uh, they just signed another point guard in Yamadar to a three-year deal. He was a guy that was really, really wanted by both Coach Obradovich and GM Zoran Savic. So I don't, I don't believe that as of right now, Partizan is, 
is really pushing to sign him. Maybe, you know, if if he's still going to be available by the end of the summer, uh, he should be, uh, he might be a target again. Uh, but uh, for the moment, I believe that the, the main option in Europe remains uh, CSK Moscow. Yeah, and I agree. And I just have to add that there were so many crazy rumors uh, this uh, summer. Uh, so many, uh, let's say, not correct information that uh, sometimes it's it's funny, you know, how it's changing that one day a player is signing with one team, the next day with the another team. And the end of the day, you know that there was nothing close to a deal. So, yeah, we we have to be very uh, careful, careful with all these rumors and to be, let's say, uh, to be very careful with reporting uh, some yeah. news. Uh, what else do you have on your list? Um, I believe that uh, another team that uh, might still had something uh, before the uh, before the beginning of the regular season, uh, I think uh, it could be Basconia because in in their front court uh, they still might need uh, some help. You know, they just signed uh, Noko, which is which is a good addition for them. It was uh, you know kind of a long negotiation. But in the end, they were able to sign him. Uh, but I still believe that if if they will find the right player, the right profile, uh, they might still have another big uh, because, you know, they want to have a little bit more depth in, in the front court. So Basconia is another of those teams that I believe they might uh, they might had something before the beginning of the season. Yeah, and Cervena Zvezda is another team looking for a center uh, as well. And I was hearing Greg Monroe's name uh, for a while, let's say for a quite some time. What mm-hmm. do you think? How likely is this move? Do you hear anything, Greg Monroe, uh, going to, to Zvezda? Uh, I heard about that. I heard about that possibility. Uh, but I, I, be- I always believe that with these, uh, with these guys, you know, players that have a lot of NBA experience, uh, in this case, they will always try to take some time, you know, because they want to wait and see if they might get another NBA offer, another NBA deal, especially if, you know, if the offer from Europe is not like out of the world, they're not like huge money, crazy money. Uh, so, uh, the, it, it's a possibility, uh, as it was a possibility also, for example, had Davis to, to Partizan Belgrade. Uh, but, uh, it might, it might still take some time because I think these guys, they really want to wait until the very last minute to see if they can get, uh, an NBA deal. Yeah. And Zvezda also signed Nate Walters and Austin Hollins recently. They also, uh, have Nikola Ivanovic, Stefan Lazarevich, Branko Lazic, Aleksha Radanov. And Ogni and Dobrich on their uh, backcourt, but uh, probably we're missing some, you know, big name, a playmaker. And I, I didn't see any updates on Stefan Markovic or either uh, Stefan Jovic uh, situation. Which one of them is, is joining the team? Is it Markovic? Uh, yeah, I mean, there were, um, un- until a few weeks ago, there were a lot of people that they were sure that they w- this was going to be a, a done deal. Uh, sooner or later, uh, but it, it, clearly there have been some obstacles so far because uh, the deal is not done yet. And I think, uh, you know, there were some reports that tried to rush the situation a little bit too much because 
they they claimed that it was done when it when clearly it wasn't done yet. Uh, so I I believe that it's still a, a very good option for them. They're still considering his case. Uh, but again, even in this case, he's, he might take some time to to make it happen. Yeah, and the Ever team, uh, which was looking for a uh, upgrade on the back card, was Unix Kazan. And actually, I heard that they already have a player, uh, probably. Uh, committed to to Kazan team, I just don't know the name. Uh, in your eyes, what were the best remaining point guards uh, in, in in this situation, which you know would fit uh, uh, Kazan picture? Yeah, uh, as as far as I know, they were also looking a little bit at the NBA market for guys that couldn't find an NBA deal so far. Uh, there might be a, a couple of nice names for them uh they 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 still have uh quite the you know the budget to use it uh they're they are a team in a in a good financial state so i, I don't think there's gonna be uh too many issues for them to, to to finalize the roster uh as you mentioned uh for me it's the same like i haven't heard like specific names so far linked to them uh, but there is the feeling, you know, uh, with people around the club that uh, they believe that an addition is going to come really soon. Yeah. yeah, and one of the names which comes to my mind is probably uh, Samaj Kristen. Also, Jalen Smith was on the market, although uh, I'm doubtful that he's uh, joining this team uh, mm -hmm. soon. Uh, what else? I don't know. We, we, I remember we talked about best uh, top 10 CBA uh, players who might hit the EuroLeague free agency. We, I remember we were talking about Joe Young, which will be a very interesting option for the EuroLeague team. So who knows? Maybe, maybe somebody uh, from, from CBA market uh, will land in Kazan. Yeah, I mean, the, there are a lot of very interesting names coming out of that, uh, coming out of the market, of course. Uh, the, the main issue there is always like the salary, because if these guys want to play in Europe, most of them, they need to cut down the salary a little bit because they are not going to make the same kind of money that they were making in China. Uh, I think Mote Yunas was one of these cases. I mean, his contract with Monaco is good, but it's not as good as it was. Uh, as it was in China. So there is always this financial gap that you need to cut down a little bit. Yeah, and uh, I also heard that uh, Unix uh, considered the possibility of adding some player at the position two or three uh, during the season, like uh, late in November uh, or something like that. Uh, in my eyes, uh, okay, they signed Jakiri, they have Will Thomas, uh, but I'm not sure. I would love to see one more solid big man uh, on their roster. Uh, do you hear anything about any candidates or something like that? Uh, I think that uh, as of right now, like they are pretty satisfied with, with what they have. Of course, uh, a guy with more EuroLeague experience would help because, uh, for example, they also have John Brown, who's going to be at his first experience in EuroLeague. He's a really nice player. I really like him. He, he played in Italy for a couple of seasons and he was really, really good. 
but yeah, I think that some more experience in the front court could, could help them. But I, I believe that it's more likely that it's going to have that kind of player uh, during the season, maybe when the season has already started and, and not right now. Uh, what do you hear about Alba Berlin? Because obviously, as far as I'm hearing, they're uh, uh, on the market for a guard, more likely combo guard or even a shooting guard. Uh, Jalen Smith was the guy, again, who was associated with them, according to some reports. Probably it was on Eurohoops. But from what I've heard, they're pretty far away from having a deal uh, done. Yeah, uh, I can confirm that uh, is one of the names that they like for uh, uh, for the combo guard position. But as of right now, there is no deal, and uh, Jalen Smith is still, um, you know, really exploring the NBA market. Uh, in the United States, a couple of people told me that he might get a, a two-way contract uh, somewhere. Uh, he had a pretty good summer league with the Phoenix Suns. He did well there. Uh, he already had some workouts with other NBA teams. He worked out for the Philadelphia 76ers too. Uh, I don't think he's gonna, he's gonna go to Philadelphia because now Philadelphia has both, uh, the two way spots filled. So I don't think there is place for him there. Uh, but he's still giving the, the priority to the NBA market. And as of right now, I don't think there is, uh, uh, nothing done with with Alba Berlin, but of course Jalen could be a very good addition for several Euroleague clubs. He's a very nice player, uh, very useful on both ends of the court. He can do so many different things, and uh, uh, it's it's normal there is still a lot of interest for him in the market. And what's interesting that Olympiakos is also looking for a combo guard and probably a swingman. I would say uh, Tyson Carter. Uh, was one of the names which was mentioned all over the Greek media. Uh, they were looking at Matt Thomas, as Kostas Milias from Gazeta reported. But as far as I've heard, at least like probably a few days ago, Matt Thomas was still uh, con- not con- was he wasn't considering Euroleague options, and he prefers staying in the NBA. Although it would be very mm, nice to see him back in the U- Europe. First of all, he had some great time in Valencia. He's a deadly shooter. And he spent the last two seasons in Toronto and Utah, averaging four points in per nine minutes on 41% three-point shooting. So that would be interesting addition. What, what, what do you hear about uh, this Greek team? Uh, yeah, uh, I think that um, Tyson Carter can, can be a real concrete name for them. Been, they have been on his case for a while now. Uh, they haven't yet finalized the deal, but I believe that in the end he's going to sign there because... Uh, they've been following him for for several weeks, and he had a fantastic season uh, with uh, with Lavrio. He really played well, and uh, uh, I believe that in the end he's going to become an Olympiacos player. Uh, regarding Matt Thomas, I agree with you. Uh, for the moment, he's unlikely that he's going to come back to Euroleague market. Uh, Olympiacos made an offer to him, but. As of right now, he's still not very convinced by by the possibility of returning to Europe. He, he would love to stay in the NBA again. Uh, he hopes that he can still get a deal uh, from the Utah Jets, but it's not easy because of the financial Utah situation. Jets? <laughs> it's a yeah. new team in the NBA, Utah Jets, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Utah still... Jazz. You probably mean Utah Jazz, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's still difficult because of their salary cap situation. They are already over uh, the the luxury tax, so uh, every single deal, you know, it makes the luxury tax even more expensive. Uh, but yeah, as of right now, I don't think that he's going to consider the, the EuroLeague market as his number one priority. So Olympiacos should probably look elsewhere to find, uh, uh, to find that kind of player. You know, it can, it can be both a little bit of two and three as a, as a position. What do you think and what do you know about the other, uh, Greek team? Uh, recently it seemed like they were looking, uh, at a point guard too, and probably a big, at least yeah. I think that they should need some reinforcement in this position. Uh, do yeah. you hear anything about potential candidates? Uh, Panathinaikos is very much looking for a number four uh, for um, for that kind of player. Uh, of course, they were really, really in love with Kevin Hervey, but in the end, he decided to, to go to Virtus Bologna. Um, as of right now, the, the guys that are considering the most is Jeremy Evans, uh, who played briefly for Olympia Milan last season. Uh, they tried to make contact with, uh, Patrick Patterson, um, which played with the Los Angeles Clippers in the last two seasons. But, uh, as many other NBA guys, as of right now, Patterson is not considering the, the EuroLeague market. So, there were some, let's say, exploratory talks, but uh, as of right now, there's nothing like really concrete with him. And then there is the possibility of, uh, of adding another uh, point guard, another guy that can play a little bit of one and two. Uh, but as of right now, I, I, I didn't hear particular names linked to the club, but Panathinaikos is still exploring also that kind of market for the team. Yeah, the other green team, uh, Jargiris Kaunas, technically they are still lacking a point guard. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I've heard that they reached an agreement with Emmanuel Moudier, uh, gave him the NBA out clause, uh, but it's not very likely that he will get the NBA deal. And Probably this is it, right? We we discussed all the team needs, more or less. Do you have anything else? Yeah, no, I think we're pretty much done because a lot of the other clubs, uh, you know, their market is is finished. You know, for for Italy, for example, Milan is is done. That's their roster. They're not gonna make other addition, at least not right now. Maybe during the season, if some opportunities will come. But most of the other clubs, you know, they already fine with what they have i believe yeah and in in, in 10 uh, pro probably the last week or the last 10 days we had some uh very busy time in the euroleague market because uh, we had so many sign-ins starting from schwed again officially joining csk nate walters to zvezda uh austin hollis hollins as well to, to zvezda Deshaun thomas to bayern larry Noko to uh, landry Noko to basconia yusufa fall from basconia to asville uh also aita uh, officially left alba berlin and israel gonzalez is is will replace him as the head coach motayuna signing with Monaco and petrushev uh, joining anadol fs which one of the signings you found uh, out most fascinating and what what do you have to say 
uh, um, about them? I was, um, uh, I think the, the, the one that I found the most interesting was uh, definitely Motayunas to, to Monaco because uh, to me, uh, it wasn't a complete surprise because, of course, when we did our last podcast, you already mentioned the fact that Monaco was, in fact, following him a little bit. But, you know, uh, at the beginning, I didn't think that they might get a deal with him because, again, he was coming from a very good contract in China. So it was difficult to convince him to go back to the European market. Uh, but in the end, they were able to to convince him, and I think it's a really is a really nice signing for them, especially offensively. I think he can give them so many like different options. Uh, and uh, the main question mark is gonna be how he's gonna adapt again uh, defensively to the kind of physicality and intensity that there is in the in the Euroleague context, which is, of course, very, very different from the CBA. Uh, but offensively, I really like the, the addition for them. I think he can contribute in so many ways to them. Oh, yeah, he can be, you know, your, let's say, Nikola Jokic, you know, of the yearly because he can really pass the ball. He he's really a very smart uh, player. He can start your transition offense uh, with the quick pass. Um, he he can you know do everything on the low post, and he's very skilled and talented player. And as you mentioned, uh, the only question mark is uh, his defense because in four uh, four years in China, you know he he. Uh, he has, let's say, he has some bad habits uh, from that yeah. uh, experience. But you know, I believe that he's smart enough. And for example, when I, when we talk about Yunus, I see a lot of similarities with Greg Monroe. But I, I think that Matyunas has a higher uh, basketball IQ, and I, I believe uh, that it will help him, uh, you know, to adapt better uh, in defense uh, comparing to uh, Greg Monroe. And uh, talking about Matunas, I also pointed out this one as very interesting move because it's a very important uh, move related to China markets um, because he's probably the biggest name so far coming out of uh, uh, CBA uh, to the EuroLeague. Although uh, let's not close the door to China yet because uh, famous uh, sports announcer uh, of Lithuania, uh, Thomas Langvinis, reported that he has a two-week exit clause for China. Although, from what I hear, it's not likely uh, that he will get the China deal uh, because, uh, first and foremost, it's not clear yet if they will have yeah. imports. And from what, I hear, from what I'm hearing, uh, it seems like that they will have the official, official decision only in September. Uh, so Matyunas just decided not to wait. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, he he will have a huge, significant uh, salary cut, and uh, I'm hearing that it will be probably something like three times less uh, than in China. But still, uh, Monaco was following him for quite some time, and I've heard that they increased the offer. Uh, lately and it might be that he will be let's say one of the most or even the most expensive Monaco player ever because they never they weren't big spenders but now uh, I'm hearing that uh, his salary might be something uh, around six or seven hundred thousand uh, euro which is not usual for for French teams at all because uh, 
for example, uh, usually the most expensive players of Aswell or of Monaco, they're getting something close to 300,000 euros. Yeah, exactly. For example, last season in Aswell, the, the, the most expensive guy was around was making around 300k. So yeah, usually in France that there are, uh, they who don't have that like, guy? Do you uh, know who it was, was that uh, Yabusela. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And plus, you know, you usually have more specific numbers in France because their budgets are public. At some point, you know, they publish all their salaries. So you, it's easier to understand what a guy was making there. And that's also one of the reasons why there were so many European teams following Yabusele, because they knew that in France, he wasn't making like crazy money. So for a lot of EuroLeague clubs, it could have become a cheaper option than other guys, you know, coming already from the NBA market or from other EuroLeague teams, because usually in France, the budgets are smaller and the players' salaries are a little bit less than uh, than other countries. Yeah, the only difference with Monaco uh, is that you know it's it's not a you know French team. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a, like a micro state, you know, exactly. on the French uh, Riviera, and they have different uh, tax rules. And if I'm correct, they they have no taxes uh, over there, so that gives them op an opportunity to pay more. But again, it's it's not usual uh, for them to to be you know these let's say big spenders. And I've heard that uh, some you, actually Ukrainians are behind this team, and some uh, let's say I was hearing that some uh, additional or let's say outsider Ukrainian sponsors stepped up in order you know to have uh, to bring you know Motiunas uh, to Monaco. So it'll be very. Very exciting, and probably the next name we we should discuss is is for sure Felipe Petrushev uh, joining Anadol FS, right? Yes, and joining the the path also classic already for the Philadelphia for the future Philadelphia 76ers player because Dario Saric followed that path. Uh, it was the same also for Micic for a while when the Sixers were holding his rights. So there, there is kind of this classic path for going to FS and then maybe making the step to the NBA, to the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, of course, there is also this um, very, let's say, important connection between FS and the Bell Basket Agency. You know, they always had a very good relationship in the last uh, few years. Uh, Misko Ratsnatovic has brought there several of his clients and uh, in general, there is a, a pretty good vibe between them. And Petrushev has been the latest addition to this kind of, of path. Uh, uh, FS was following also other cases for their big men, especially after uh, Jock Landel decided to, to sign in the NBA. Um, but the other names that they were following, uh, I've been told that they were considered a little bit too expensive. Uh, they ask, uh, for example, information about Tariq Black, uh, but they they believe that the asking price was too high for this, uh, especially for this for this period in the market. So they decided to go for a younger player, you know, for a player with less experience in the Euroleague, but 
who has a lot of talent. Uh, of course, Petrushev is coming from uh, a very good season in, in Aba Liga. He was the MVP of the season. Uh, he was also named the rising star of, of the league. And uh, I think his future is going to be pretty, uh, pretty good. Uh, he did the summer league with the Sixers. Uh, he didn't play much there, but for Philadelphia, it was pretty clear that he wasn't coming over right away. You know, Darren Morey, the GM of the team said, uh, immediately after the draft that the plan was to have him in Europe for at least another season before considering consider him to to come over and i think there's not going to be like a better scenario for him that playing for fs playing in euroleague playing for a contender uh, making a little bit more of experience and then uh, next summer seeing if there will be some available spots for for him with with philadelphia or maybe with other nba teams if philadelphia would decide to to trade his rights yeah, I've heard that uh, FS is very happy with this addition. And as you mentioned, uh, probably most importantly, that he was much cheaper uh, comparing to Jock Landale, for example. From what I've heard, Jock Landale uh, was about to get uh, close to $1 million, uh, in yeah. FS and his contract uh, was about, uh, his contract was expected to be for two years. Uh, Petrushev is joining the team uh, for one year and he's almost twice as uh, cheap as uh, Landil was. And yeah, FS people think that uh, he will be great fit uh, and he will be a great replacement for Sertaj Shanli. And what is interesting that FS didn't need to pay a buyout for for Mega, but Mega still, uh, let's say, keep his uh, keep uh, keep his rights for the NBA buyout. So, for example, if after the season in FS uh, Petrushev will join Philly finally, uh, then Mega will get the the full uh, buyout. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a similar situation to what Barcelona and Zalgiris agreed for for Yokubaiti's buyout to the NBA. So it's it's kind of a similar scenario. So it's uh, again, I think it's a it's a good it's a good addition for FS because he's such a young player, but he has already showed what what he can do. Uh, he has expanded also his his range offensively. So I think that you know to replace a player like Shanley uh, Petrusev is definitely not a bad option. Yeah, and before our pod, you also said that you have something to say about Noko to to Basconia, right? Yeah, uh, it was um, it was kind of a particular negotiation because it, it definitely took some time to to be completed. Uh, Basconia followed with him for for a bit, but they also wanted to be like extra sure about his physical condition because he had some injuries in the past. He had some issues. So they wanted to be 100% sure that he was okay and that he was uh, ready to go. Uh, there was kind of uh, um, uh, a speed up in the process when Jekiri decided to left the team because Basconia was a little bit, let's say, blindsided by this decision because they were expecting uh, him to stay also for next season. Uh, but then, you know, the the there was this offer from Unix and it was really interesting for him. Unix promised promised to him a much more central role in the team. So he decided to leave Basconia and join in Unix. So at that point, 
uh, Basconia decided to speed up a little bit the uh, the, the negotiation with uh, with Noco, and in the end they were able to to sign him. But as we were talking before, I believe that if some other names, interesting names, will be available in the market, uh, Basconia were were going to Basconia is going to consider the addition of another of another big man before the beginning of the regular season. So yeah, it seems like uh, it's pretty much it, right? We discussed yeah, everything what we've prepared. Yeah, I think yeah. I also think that we were good. So uh, not so many teams are still on the market, but we we can expect some interesting moves. And uh, probably as we discussed, you know, there are not so many, uh, let's say, well-known EuroLeague market players uh, left uh, uh, without a contract. So we might expect some surprising names coming out of uh, NBA. Uh, and yeah, uh, I don't know how about you, but I'm really excited about the upcoming season, not just because of uh, basketnews.com project, but there will be so many things uh, to watch uh, there. Again, it, the EuroLeague will be so competitive that I'm really glad to see all these players back, uh, uh, you know, back to training camps. And, and with all these new faces, I mean, this, this EuroLeague season is going to be great. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited too. Also, because there probably there's probably gonna be the possibility to see again fans in the stands. Maybe not at a full capacity at the beginning, but at least to have some in in the arena. So that, of course, will make the atmosphere even better. And as you said, also it's gonna be the first full Euroleague season for our new project at, at basketnews.com. So. Uh, I'm definitely excited to to start covering the season. All right, so Kauke, Donatas Urbanas, thank, thank you all for watching. You can follow us on basketnews.com, on YouTube Basket News channel, and also on Spotify or Bonus Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.